Welcome, friends, to The Flower of the Cedar, a novel in episodic podcast form. We are about to start the next chapter. Come, join us. Chapter 31 For All Joy When she descended the summer mountain, the moon had waxed full. Had she truly been with the Shining One so long, a moon's cycle? The time had felt brief to her, and yet as though it contained all moments and times. She shook her head and laughed quietly. She knew that Jan would still be near somehow. Perhaps the hearts bound by wrong and love would always know one another's presence. Whatever the case, when she at last rose flush from the feasting of the driftwood table and once more took in the air of the world, She longed to see Jan again, even if it were to be banished or flayed. She made her way back and back to that barren sweep of coastline where she had spent so many of her mind-fled days, walking the sands beneath the mountain of the god. And there she saw the incongruous, brawny oak with its fissured opening, and Jan sitting at its foot, gazing out onto the water. Lara stopped in amazement. Dane, she thought. How? But Jan had seen her, had risen to her feet and begun a hesitant walk toward her. Lara wanted to run to her, but she held herself back, checked within by some instinct that told her it must be Jan's own part to allow any approach after what she had done. Lara clung to the memory of Jan's hand opening on her heart seed and began herself to walk sedately toward her friend. When they had come within an easy throw of one another, Lara looked with beseeching into the young woman's face a face like and yet unlike the merry one that had peered down at her from above the rollicking edge of a wagon's side all that while ago. Jan gave the smallest of smiles, the gentlest of nods, and Lara opened her hearts and extended her hands to Jan, who took them and held them. Soon her own warm hearts mingled with Lara's, and they faced each other, speaking no word for a great length of time. Jan at last broke the silence. Come into the summer, haven't you? she said. 
Lara grinned. She let her head fall back, staring for a moment straight into the brazen sky, and she laughed aloud. Once she had begun, she found she was helpless to stop. The laughter fountained within her and rolled over her as powerfully as foaming breakers, and she dipped her head willingly into the peals of hilarity. She knew Jan swam with her, the flips and dives into the deep, surrounded by cascades of bubbles, and then the flinging of the body out into the sunlight again, crowing unabashed and free. Their bodies sat weakly on the sand, falling back beneath the laughter for what seemed hours. And you, Lara said, when the breakers subsided and left them again smiling, hearts twined, you have married Dane. Jan told the tale, and Lara found it rang out the very song she would have expected to hear. The god is sending us south, said Jan. We go to Nena. What else? said Lara. The laughter welled at her surface at the barest touch. But will you come first with me? I go to your parents to tell them of Dairon to give myself to any justice they might wish. They may do what they like with my life, for it is theirs to command banishment, or service, or death. I will ask Dane, said Jan, but I think we will come. I want them to know my husband. And Lara, my Ada and Emma, they released you and they met you. They are the released themselves. Mm, but that is for them to say, not for me. I will ask that they tell you their story. Lara bent her head. You have given me release without my asking, she said. The God has showed me some measure of what it cost you. From the first... You have gone so deep in goodness toward me after what I did to your brother. Oh, I've hated you, said Jan. Yesterday. And this morning. And many times since I left you on the mountain. She had let the lines of her face fall heavily as she said this. We'll run many winters before I no longer fall in and out of the releasing. There's, there's time to it. She had begun crying, and her final words shook like a reed. And I'll walk through the hatred, I will. I'll need you to help. Lara said, I will carry it gladly. Whenever it comes. But when she fell silent again, it was as though something unbidden woke in her. A great, keening pull toward the young woman beside her. A bright awareness of her pain, of the outlines of it, its shape, 
its texture. Instinctively, Lara reached toward the broken-heartedness that she perceived. Her hands moved as though without her volition, finding the pain and touching it with highest tenderness. She heard Jan gasp, and Lara's eyes fluttered open. She had not realized she had closed them. Do you know what... Do you know what you are? Jan said, her breath coming fast. Lara shook her head, confused. What I am? Jan laughed, though the laugh sounded filled with tears. I know the touch of a living-hearted healer when I feel it, she said. Toron touched me that way before he left. Courage, sister, he said. I did not know why then, but I felt his touch and heard his words all through the times afterward. And when my hearts broke over Dane, his touch still comforted me, long after he had gone. She sat suddenly, dropping to the sand, and began to weep. Lara sat beside her, sharing in tears now what they had in laughter. Dane, returning from some errand within the trees and hearing them, approached hesitantly. They held their arms out to him, and he joined them where they sat. Vigil they kept there, the bereft one and her two silent companions, hours passing unmarked for her grief to spend itself. At last Jan broke away, looking out at the sea over its sun-drenched fathoms. Her face seemed quiet as the first pale star when the day fled. Diaron has gone from my sight, but not from the gods, and his love is the strongest I know. She took a breath that shuddered as it left her. I will wait to despair until I see the end of the story. She shook arms down, her hair back from her face, lifting her chin. Lara leaned back into the sand with her elbows beneath her, feeling the weight pass from them. Without a word spoken more, Dane rose and entered the riven oak, emerging from it shortly after, bearing roasted fish, cheeses, and wine. The three of them ate together, letting their eyes roam over the expanse of the sea, the diving cormorants, the light leaping from the peaks of the waves. They dipped again into the fount of companionship they had known in a winter that felt long past, climbing the skirting mountain face of the mahogany's tor. The day passed, solemn and calm. As the sea waters darkened with the lights fading, Jan turned her head and saw arcing round the far side of the oak, the familiar flaming script 
draw itself into lettering against the bark. She put out a hand in wonder and felt the flash of warmth as a loop swept up beneath her fingers. Lara, she said, Dane. The other two turned to her. They will come this night, Lara read slowly, not understanding the words as she spoke them. Her confusion echoed in the faces of her two companions. It came at the sun's sinking beyond the rim of the sea, the sound of hoofbeats, faint at first, subdued, far. Then the half-guessed shape of a galloping horse came into view among the dunes. Dane rose to his feet, as did Lara. Jen lifted her hand to her mouth. They saw the fire of her hair before they recognized their faces. Danai, bearing Toron bareback before her. She slowed their mount as they approached, then slid to the sand before helping her husband do the same. Dane laughed aloud and strode to meet them. In Lara's breast, a new gladness bloomed. I dreamed, Toron said, facing them all. I dreamed you came to me, Dane, where I had hidden myself, and you took my hands, and you said, Say to him that the time for solitude is done. Say to him that he will no longer dwell alone. He must emerge into the care of those who will love him now, for he too will run for me. And it will be to him gladness, and it will be to him abundance of life, and his sadness will give way to joy. Danai's smile lit her from within. I returned from the plains when he woke, with a gish that matched his. And we wept long, for we have been alone together. And the world seemed barren to us both. So we left our hermitage and set out that day, and we have been traveling ever since not knowing where our journeying would take us, but with your faces before us the while. And the path has led us here. Lara felt her eyes fill with tears. She moved to stand before Toron, offering him her hands, holding his eyes with hers. She felt she would gladly submerge herself in the kindness she saw there. You came to me in the days I walked lost, 
she said, her voice unsteady on its feet, but eager. Your touch brought healing. I have wanted to thank you, Toronmel, with living hearts. And now I may. He smiled at the dryadic diminutive she had appended to him, dear brother. And he felt in her hands in the instant that same power Jan had felt there. When he looked at her, his look was one of affectionate recognition. Ah, sister, he said, did I not tell you that you had no need for fear? We none of us did. Now come. We will rest and live and heal together. The shores stretched, muted beneath a wide blue sky where the sun fell on a strange oak, inexplicable as legend, rooted among the sands as though among the forest loam. Before its fissure sat five figures, their bodies at rest with one another, breaking a final fast. Will you return to your own parents? Jan said. Lara nodded. I will go thereafter, if your parents release me, but I will not stay. Where then? asked Dane. Then, said Lara, I shall go to be with Elamia. Jan, too, heard the song whose melody she had known. She had told Lara of Enna's final words that day past. But she hesitated. Why? she asked. Lara lifted her head, the taste of a honey-laced pastry on her tongue. They gave me of their best when I came to them empty, she said, slow. I am no longer quite empty. I should like... I should like to give them of my best. In thanks... Dane gave the slightest of nods, a private content touching the corners of his mouth. Lara looked at the four of them, their faces dear, the spray in their lashes. Will you come to me there as you run? Danai laughed unexpectedly. Come to you. Nay, we shall come with you, sister. We run together now, all of us. Toron, who lay in Danai's arms, turned his brilliant smile to the others, unburdened and free. We will all share in the healing, he said, in the work of it and in the rest. The wakened hearts shall nourish and enjoy one another. He paused, feeling Danai's fingers twined with his own. At peace. It is for this we awoke. Jan laughed 
laughed with unselfconscious delight. For all joy, she said, remembering. Yes, Toron said, and he smiled on her, on Dane's arms round her and Lara's hand in hers. For all joy. We have come at last to the end of the story together, and I am so grateful, more than I can say, for having had the chance to share this with you. And a special thank you to each of you who supported my work on Patreon as I was releasing these chapters. Karas, Sophia, David, Kathy, Sarah Jean and Melissa, Steph, Noam, Stephen, Richard, my sister Julianne, Taylor, Kirsten, Anna, Amy, Esther, Tamar, Sarah, my mom, Takako, Chad, Michael and Tina, Jesse, Kat, Jason, Iona, Katriana, and Rochelle. It has meant so much emotionally and practically to me this last year or so. I hope to do this with you all again one day soon. Meanwhile, I will be releasing the book in hard copy and hopefully in audiobook format as well. You can go to my website, www.kbenavraham.com, for updates. Thank you again so much for joining me 